From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 218 for the week of November 14th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Milano-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Michael talks about the art of Tyrus Wong, and Nancy concludes her Healthier Choices series with a look at downtown Disney and the resorts. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disney Board's Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hello. I'm definitely going to need that Healthier Choices segment, man. Yeah. I Way too much Halloween candy this week. <laughs> Last week, but anyway. She's still eating it. She had a lot left it. over. Exactly. Hello. Plus she's eating her daughter's. She's eating her daughter's candy, too. Thanksgiving is coming kids, up, too. Man. She's got two cute daughters who probably got all kinds of candy, so. Oh, holy crap, yes. Zoe had a hard time. She was dragging her candy by the time we got home. Wow. Um, any housekeeping? Wow. Yeah, quite. Well, I've, I've got housekeeping. I just didn't want to go first. Yeah, I could go first anyway. All right. Um, we all love churros at Disneyland, and now you don't have to wait to go into the park to get them. Okay. You, over at Downtown Disney, they actually are selling churros out there now at one of their kiosks, oh, and yeah. they have mm-hmm. eight different flavors now. Oh, gosh. I know, right? But those aren't Disneyland eight? churros, are they? They're California churros. Okay, yeah, they're not Disneyland churros. Eight? What, fla- what are the flavors? Okay, the flavors are cinnamon sugar, which we all know. Mm. Yeah. Pineapple whip. Ooh, that's different. So um, go whip in a churro. It sounds like it, right? Um, milk chocolate, which if it's Yum. anything like the milk chocolate that they had years ago at Disneyland, that would be awesome. Apple cinnamon. Oh, I've Strawberry. had those. Those are good. Have you? The apples in them? Yeah. They have them at the zoo. Do they have pieces of apple in them? It's more of like a kind of, yeah, it's more pure, more small, tiny chunks, but yeah. Okay. They have strawberry cream. Mm -hmm. This one I'm looking forward to. Salted caramel. Mm -hmm. Red mango and toasted coconut. So it's like they have a flavor for everybody now, you know, over there. So the kiosk is in front of the World of Disney store. Right. If I remember correctly, because I've seen it. And um, do you know if it replaced any of the other kiosks, Tom? Or they, did they just I mean, add it? They're constantly it? changing. Um, I, I... I don't know if it, if it replaced the one. Remember the roasted nuts that they had for a while? I'm thinking it's in that spot. Are awfully close to it. So. Um, it's not in. It's not in front of downtown. It's on the bridge. Is it's it? on the bridge next to the pearl. Next to the pearls. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, it's next. It's next to the pearl factory. Okay. So maybe but, um, replace the little magazine kiosk, magazine cover. Yeah. The, yeah. It's in. It's in that area. But anyway, so then. You can grab some churros as you wait in line for uh, as you watch the street performers over there. Cool. Awesome, thank you, Joe. Did you have another one or? 
No. I'm, uh, I thought no. you said you had more than one. Okay. I, no. Okay, cool. Um, we're still asking for help for our Arizona Give Kids a World fundraiser meet. Um, if you want to help out Nicole, plan that. Uh, look for her thread on the Disneyland boards or look for the link in our show notes page. Speaking of show notes page, that's disunplugged.com. Click on the date of the podcast, which would be November 14th, and you can get links to anything we talk about. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com, and we will all get a copy of that. Don't forget, chat nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Talk with your Disneyland friends. Any other housekeeping? Yeah, I, I do have more housekeeping. Yeah, okay, I see how you are. You're such a tease. Sorry. Um, and, and in addition to that, I just wanted to say to be sure to check out the Diz Disneyland page because Tom does keep it updated with all the closures that are going to be happening, and there's going to be a lot in January, so you don't want to miss them. That's my I'm not going to say what they are. I'm just okay, saying cool. go to your page that yes, you'll okay. have in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a thought, Saving Mr. Banks is going to be opening pretty soon at Downtown Disney. The, um, it's going to be opening limited theaters on December 13th. And then it's going to be opening nationwide December 20th, and that'll be the end of an ABD trip. So I'm thinking maybe we can have a Disney cool. and go That'd see Mr. Banks. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just as I thought, either December 20th, which is a Friday, or December 21st. So if people are interested, send Tom an email at tom at Send an email to dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. Let's get a Disney going and have some fun and go watch this really cool movie. And if you want to see Thor, send an email to Mary Jo at wdwinfo.com. Yeah, and, I'll can, go like and enter his golden chamber. <laughs> oh my goodness! Any other housekeeping before we get in trouble? No, good. Okay, over to Tony with the news. Okay, the Disney area is set to get another family hotel. A family-oriented hotel is proposed for near Disneyland on a lot where a rundown building that once housed a restaurant and club has sat vacant for about seven years. The developer wants to build a Staybridge Suites at 1050 Westball Road at Disneyland Drive, just north of the Disneyland Resort. City planning officials have yet to consider the proposal, which was submitted this month. There already is a flurry of hotel developments underway around the Disneyland Resort, which has seen a massive attendance boost since last year's opening of Cars Land. The Staybridge Suites would replace the former Cuban Pete's Caribbean Grill, oh, which Cuban closed in Pete's 2007. Closed? I didn't know Cuban Pete's. Okay, I was going to say I didn't know Cuban Pete's existed, no. which closed in 2007. Oh, jeez. An adjacent lot previously had a 42-unit motel. Hence the notice I said motel, motel with the M sound. That should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Which was demolished in 1995, according to city documents. <laughs> Ashok Patel bought the land a few months ago, and his plans for 124 suites in a four-story building. Who comes to Disneyland? The answer to that is 90% families, Patel said. They need four or five people to stay. That makes more sense for a family-oriented hotel. If approved, construction would start as early as February and be complete in March 2015. The Stay Bridge is the 15th recent hotel proposal in the Anaheim and Garden Grove tourism zone surrounding the Disney parks. Almost 3,900 rooms are scheduled to join the nearly 20,000 already there. The hotels are important to Anaheim. Hotel bed taxes make up the biggest the biggest chunk of the city's budget. 
One hotel is under construction on Ball Road, but most of the new venues will end up closer to the key intersection of Harbor Boulevard and Catella Avenue. Another formal proposal for a Marriott Residence Inn also was recently submitted to the city, although city planners already were aware of the plans. Okay, I have to interrupt. Why would, if they're already aware, then why was it some, anyways, nobody's confused by that? Okay, but they're aware of it. Yeah, we know it. Okay, well, anyways. Sorry, I have to be more Edward R. Morrow-esque and not <laughs> throw in my two cents. I'm sure he or Walter Cronkite never read, you know, asked questions while they were reading. The 274-room inn is slated for the spot where the Jolly Roger Hotel has sat since the 1950s. If approved, the inn could open in 2016. The inn would go next to the Marriott Spring Hill Suites with a CVS pharmacy on the bottom floor, which is already under construction by the same developer. Crews are putting in concrete for the garage on the lot. The Spring Hill Suites is expected to open in summer 2014, said Greg LeBon, the vice president of design. The hotel plans are flowing after years of construction dormancy. Anaheim tourism is bolstered by the success of Disney's California Adventures $1 billion makeover, which debuted last year. California Adventure drew a record 7.8 million visitors in 2012, a 23% boost from the year before. Disneyland itself also brought in 16 million guests last year. Cool. Oh, no I, I just think uh, I think he's smart with the idea of a hotel room where like five people can stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You know, I that's, love you know, Bay Bridges. They're great hotels. I think so too. I've never been there, but um, I just think the idea of having a hotel you don't have to where you don't have to book two rooms right. for mm-hmm. five people, kind of thing. So they, I, there used to be a Bay Bridge on Harbor Boulevard. I think it's the Red Lion now, and they redid. They redid it, so it's nice to see that they're bringing it back. And did we talk a while back about how Great Wolf Lodge is also going to be building? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they, they haven't done much to it. It's, yeah. Oh, is that the the one in Garden Grove where it's going to be like the ultra amazing with the, everything with the water park? The water and park. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Seeing the sign, that's it. I drove I drove by there uh, maybe a month or so yeah. ago. There's, there's no vertical construction yet. Yeah, I haven't seen anything going on there, but. Yeah. I mean, I know they're, they're, it's really popular back east, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing there, what they there's build There's little construction here. on Roscoe's, though, so. Yeah, I, I drove by there, and it looks abandoned to me. No, because no, no, <laughs> this changes every time I go by, so they are doing stuff. Okay. Maybe they're just moving the boards from one side could, to the other. It could be. <laughs> Almost looks like they got a patio on the second floor. I don't know what's going on. Maybe that's where they keep the waffles. <laughs> Waffles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Cool. Okay. Our second story, Disney's Jungle Cruise will get a Christmas feel. Yay. Those goofy Jungle Cruise skippers are getting new fodder for their corny jokes, the holidays. For the first time, Disneyland is turning the classic river ride into Jingle Cruise for the season. Mm. As the Disney backstory goes, the homesick skippers are decorating the boathouse and queue area with objects they found or ornaments that were mailed from home. Along the tour, the quip-happy skippers will freshen up their heavily scripted spiel with a smattering of new jokes with a holiday theme. It's really all about the skippers and their jokes and keeping to the traditions, said Wyatt Winter, producer and project manager for Jingle Cruise. Jingle Cruise opened on Disneyland's first day in 1955 with its boat ride led by skippers along a river guarded with animatronic elephants, tigers, and natives in Adventureland. It started with a more serious narration that went along with Disney's True Life Adventures films, adventure films. The story later developed into a silly, pun-filled script spun by often sarcastic but playful skippers. 
The idea for the holiday Jingle Cruise came up among former skippers who now work at Walt Disney Imagineering, the company arm that creates theme park attractions. They knew some holiday jokes and concepts had been mixed in before, so a half dozen former skippers brainstormed to do even more. They did stray from putting Santa hats on elephants or garland on zebras. The river scenes will stay the same. This just adds some variety to what the guest experiences, what the guests experience over the holidays, Winter said. Two new jokes. Well, I guess we're all going to experience right now featuring me. Here we go. In the riverfront scene where a boa constrictor is wrapped around a tree, the joke is, those water buffaloes are getting an old tree for Christmas. It's all wrapped up with a boa on top. A bow on top. Bow on top? <laughs> bow on top. Oh, yeah. Put a bow. Constrictor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See how they wiggle their ears? It's how they keep warm. They don't want to catch hypothermia. <laughs> don't want to. Uh, it's probably it's... funnier when you're in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted hats on. on... Or I'm just horrible at delivering them. No. Disney I, I was hoping the zebras were going to wear reindeer antlers. Well, I know. I thought that they were more like, a, like an overlay like they do with Haunted Mansion. Yes. Um, Disney's, Disney's announcement about the Jingle Cruise was an instant hit on social media. Jungle Cruise was trending on Twitter. It gives a new focus and a new set of jokes and a new attitude that will revitalize the skipper, said Kyle Crocker, a former skipper. Christopher Ramirez, another ex-skipper, said during his 2000-2003 tenure, he and his colleagues sometimes sought approval from higher-ups to add holiday jokes and decorations, including themed Jungle Cruise Santa hats. Some ideas were approved, including the hats. I think it will be a great addition, Ramirez said. It keeps it relevant and fun and with everything else they do at Christmas time. Excellent. That's going to be fun. Well, and it's kind of cool that they're doing it finally, you know, I, I hate to say this, but finally giving Florida a little bit of Christmas, too. Because this huh? is for both both our Jungle Cruise oh. and their Jungle Cruise. Oh, they're giving them an overlay. So yeah, they're, they're giving them an overlay, too. Mm-hmm. So they'll stop whining about our Haunted Mansion. <laughs> That's new. Thank you, Tony. Time they're for... doing a little bit of that there also. What's that? Yeah. I was just agreeing with you. Okay, good. I'm glad. All right, thank you, Tony. Time for Rapid Fires. Let's start with Michael. Hey, well, if you've ever visited... Disney World, you know that um, Disney Floral and Gifts um, provide a lot of some really fantastic gifts and floral designs and all that at fantastic prices. And and I've used them a lot when, you know, sending gifts to Carol when we're there. And I've always been disappointed that we've not had something similar to that at Disneyland. So I was reading the latest little blurb they had on what Disney Floral was doing out there, which was a Disney Floral and Gifts custom gift builder. And I'm reading through this article, and all of a sudden, in the very last line, it says, Our Disneyland Resort site doesn't have this feature just yet, but it will be coming soon, so be on the lookout. And I thought, what? So anyway, so what's really cool is we're going to be getting... Uh, a Disney floral and gifts custom gift builder. So what this is, so that you can keep looking on the Disneyland Resort site for when it comes up, this is where you can put together your own customized gift basket. And oh. so what you do first is, yeah, you, you, they have exclusive, um, baskets or totes that are themed. So you can pick one of them and they have some that they show in the picture. One sort of, um, a black Mickey Mouse shaped um, basket, 
and an, and then they have a couple of totes. One's a Minnie Mouse tote that's you know with Minnie's colors and has little bows and ruffles on it. And then there's a Mickey Mouse um, tote in his primary colors, and it has the names um, embroidered on it of whomever this is going to. And then what you do is you can add um, little gifts. And they, they have a variety of gifts that you can put in, plushes um, or whatever it may be. And then there's also then you can design your own um, sort of gift card, whether it's a scroll wrapped in, in Disney ribbon or whatever it is. But you can um, – it's, it's a note that you design. And it, it's really adorable what, what the, the example that they had. That then you do all this online and then the creative – basketeers, as they mm-hmm. call them, put these things together and they will ship them to any um, resort room or dining location or even some places, uh, other places on property. And you can even ship them to your home. So just sort of be on the lookout for it. You can go to the Disney World site and take a look at what this is and um, and that this is something that's coming soon to Disneyland. And so um, so I think this is something I'll definitely be using, um, especially with our granddaughter when oh, we're out you. at Disneyland. Well, it's about so. time because Disneyland actually has its own florist. Um, they do all the flowers for the weddings at Disneyland and such, mm-hmm. as well as you know all the wonderful big giant floral arrangements in each of the hotels. So, right, so yeah, I mean... But I it's nothing them. like that that like just regular resort guests can no, but, order. Yeah. I know. They're really extremely talented though. That was my point. And yes. it's about time that they can showcase their stuff for the average person and not and you don't have to spend as much as I did for my wedding. Right. <laughs> but but these these will you, not wait, be average at prices. <laughs> Sorry, that was for Tony. Yeah. I know. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Michael. Maybe he'll get married at Disney one day. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Jo Maybe. Coming November 20th through January 12th The Lynn Kings returning to the Pantages Theater in Hollywood um, Tickets can be purchased via the I mean, the um, Master um, And we'll have a link in our show notes And at the Disneyland Resort Over in downtown Disney In Wonderground Gallery They're going to be having an exhibit there That's going to um, it's going to be inside Disney's The Lion King. So the stage has been set and starting, I'm sorry. And so the stage has been set and through December 29th, they're going to have, um, the extraordinary vision of Tony Award winning director and designer Julie Taymor. This experience will take a deeper look at the remarkable creativity behind the most successful musical in Broadway history. And it's an exhibit that they're going to have there that's going to feature, um, maquettes, masks, costumes, as well as specially themed collectible merchandise, um, all tied in with the Lion King. So I just think this is really nice that people can go to downtown Disney to see these um, costumes over there, get merchandise if they'd like to get some, and then go over to the Pantages Theater and watch the, the play. It's one of um, the more successful Disney plays, so looking for it. Anybody ever seen the Lion King? It's yes. fabulous if anybody has a few seen times. It. A few times. It's it's incredible. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, 
I, I well, can't I, imagine I, how, how hard I, it is to clean up the stage after all of those animals. Never mind, sorry. I have another really, another just um, a quick one. A lot of us have heard of Charles Phoenix. He's um, getting more and more popular. He was on the Keeping Latifah show last week. He's going to be having a couple of shows here in Los Angeles area, one in Pasadena on November 24th, featuring architecture in Los Angeles. And then he's having a holiday show in Long Beach. And so people who are going to be going to either Pasadena or Long Beach um, can see the shows. So I'm, I'm probably going to go to the retro holiday slideshow. That one looks like that's going to be um, a bunch of fun. And he also has it in Brea. Brea is kind of close to Disney. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mary Jo. Um, as Mary Jo alluded to, my rapid fire is I wanted to remind you about our rehabs page and point out some big rehabs coming in January. Uh, the 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 biggest one that stuck out to me was Alice in Wonderland is finally getting its lengthy rehab. It's about time. January 6th through May 22nd, Alice in Wonderland will wow. be down. And I'm assuming this is going to be an OSHA retrofit for that that length of a of a of a stay of a closure it's 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 got to be that what they're doing is getting rid of all those tarps and and redoing the fencing around the upper deck of Alice in Wonderland um other notable closures in January Fantasmic uh down January 6th through February 13th World of Color also down January 7th through January 16th. So if you're in that January 7th through January 16th period, you won't be able to see Phantasmic or World of Color. Um, couple small ones, the Woodward Creek Challenge Trail, seasonal closures, January 6th through the 27th. Um, cold weather, Grizzly River Runs closed January 6th through February 13th. And they're doing some work on the Buena Vista Street restrooms January 6th through the 16th, so 10 days there. Um, what else? Haunted Mansion and Small Mansion, World must be going down. Yeah, uh, well, Small World will close. Um, we don't have that one yet. It'll be later. January 7th through the 17th is Haunted Mansion, and usually Small World will close right after that to change back into regular Small World. So Anyway, I'll put a link to the sh- on our show notes page to our rehabs page, and that's updated at least weekly, if not more often. So watch for that. Uh, Nancy. Okay. Since we're talking about Legoland all the time lately, because it's one of my new favorite places to go, um, they are offering a couple special deals. They are having a $59 online offer only, uh, holiday Snow Days Hopper, $59 and includes admission to Legoland and Sea Life Aquarium on the same day. They're also doing something from November 21st to December 31st. Redeem any paid admission ticket at the Gift to You kiosk between those dates and receive a free ticket to return to Legoland California and Sea Life between January 1st and March 31st, 2014. Nice. 
So that is pretty darn cool. And, of course, you must request your free return ticket on the day of your first visit. Return ticket valid only during those dates and other restrictions may apply. Of course they do. Of course. (laughs) But that's pretty darn cool. Especially if you're coming a lot. And the $59 snow hopper, like I said, online only. Um, now this is also celebrating their holiday snow days and winter nights mm-hmm. events. Um, November 29th to December 31st is holiday snow days. Real snow. Build a snowman with Lego accessories. Nice. If you can stick like Lego features on him, like a Lego carrot nose, Lego sunglasses, that kind of thing. Um, they will also have the Lego Holiday Village building activity. That sounds pretty darn fun because I just started collecting their uh, little winter village um, pieces from oh, years past to do under the tree. Um, nightly lighting of the world's largest Lego Christmas tree. Holiday entertainment, including the big test holidays, the briquettes, the jingle jammers, and more. Lego Santa and his holiday helpers will be there. And in Funtown, you're going to find the holiday food truck with delicious treats. Now, as far as winter nights go, these are Saturdays, November 30th to December 28th. And daily, um, December 22nd and 23rd, and also the 26th and through the 30th, includes everything featured during holiday snow days plus extended park hours from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Holiday Lights Show, which is going to be animated lights and holiday tunes. Live music, carolers, strolling entertainment, and nightly fireworks December 26th through 31st. Wow. Awesome. That it, I'm liking Legoland more and more. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks. Tony? So, because last week I talked about the Thanksgiving offerings at the San Diego Zoo. I figured another place where you can get some good Thanksgiving eats if you're coming into Southern California is at the Queen Mary, which is traditional. It's in Long Beach. And they have some a multitude of restaurants that they are offering Thanksgiving. And if you – a plethora – what? Multitude is not good enough? No, I like multitude too. No, you don't. I'm done. I'm not going to say – that's it. I'm done. Next rapid fire. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it because he didn't. He wanted me to use plethora instead of multitude. Um, okay, there's um, and just so you know that the Queen Mary traditionally has done a lot with Thanksgiving because they have pictures on their website of you know from a long time ago. So again, it's in Long Beach. It's not that far away. But if you're in town and you don't want to do what Disney's doing for Thanksgiving at Sir Winston's Restaurant and Lounge, there's a world class gourmet feast. And it will feature a diverse menu of traditional favorites, and you will be truly thankful. It's $68 for an adult, $19 for a child, and their menu includes... First course is roasted butternut squash soup or lobster bisque. Then second course, salad. I'm not going to make it sound fancy, but different kinds of salad. Their intermezzo, whatever... Intermezzo is pink champagne sorbet. Main course... Is roast turkey, giblet gravy, orange cranberry compote, sausage and apple stuffing, mashed potatoes, maple and vanilla scented yams, green beans with almond chive butter. Mm-hmm. This sounds herb good. Or herb crusted fillet of salmon or classic beef wellington. 
And their dessert course is pumpkin cheesecake sundae or classic pecan pie. That's the fancy one. <laughs> now I've got the giggles. This is the problem. At the it's Chelsea Crowder, because Thanksgiving makes me laugh. Um, at the Chelsea Crowder House and Bar, this is a different menu. You can get, and they call, they're charging, uh, $40 for an adult, $19.95 for a child. And they have, they have, um, chowders, greens, turkey, and chiffon cheesecake. And then finally, at the Promenade Cafe, if you want to watch football, they're $30 adult, $19.95 for a child, and that includes Oh, I guess the squash. Nope, I'm reading the wrong menu. Menus are hard. Okay, um, <laughs> Promenade Cafe. Uh, uh, no, autumn squash soup. I guess it's all of them with the greens and then a holiday station with turkey, dressing, yams, cornbread, mashed potatoes, green beans, and home style apple pie. So basically in review, you've got three different choices, actually four different choices because I forgot to tell you about the brunch. This is the very, very well organized. I know, Queen Mary, they go, I told you, they go out for Thanksgiving. And for $60 for an adult, $19.95 for a child, and this one, and I've heard a lot about their brunches. I've never been. I've always wanted to go to one of the... I have, um, and they're wonderful. Um, There's, okay, so the holiday station has turkey, ham, sage dressing, candied yams, cornbread, garlic mashed potatoes, rice pilaf, green beans, seasoned fresh vegetables. The rise and shine section, which would be my favorite because there's breakfast too. Eggs Benedict, bacon, sausage links, chicken jalapeno, and dewy and bangers. Okay, they gotta be all British. Um, scrambled eggs, country potatoes, corned beef hash, a display of assorted Danishes, croissants, and breakfast quick breads. But you don't get to eat them, it's just a display. Just a display, you're right. It's just showing you the pictures. Omelette station, pancakes, waffles, blintzes, omelettes made to order, eggs prepared to order. Pacific rim, egg drop soup, sweet and sour pork, Beef and broccoli, yakisoba, fried rice, Asian-style ribs, California rolls and spicy tuna rolls, Shanghai chicken salad, and some other salad that I can't pronounce. Under the Tuscan Sun, that was that really good – That was that's a great movie with yes. Diane Lane, I think. It is. It's a wonder, one of my favorites. <laughs> Thank Nothing you. like I, the book, though. And considering I really know a lot of movies, I'm just really impressed that I knew that yeah, it was nice. – Anyways, I have useless knowledge. Okay. If I was your age, I would think she was hot, too. No, that's not whatever. <laughs> Anyways, minestrone, gnocchi with sage and butter, tortellini, and I could keep going. South of the border, albondigas, chile reinos, chile verde, for sixty bucks this is actually a really good deal yeah. because of the amount of food. I'm still missing the market salad station, ocean bounty, and I like that they have these nice titles for them all. And then the pastry, <laughs> mini donuts, mini cupcakes, mini assorted pastries, assorted quick breads, fresh made croissants. Crates for you to order and a Sunday bar. Okay, let's get through this podcast. I'm hungry now. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and eat the thing. You will not leave there hungry or disappointed. Wow. Sounds like it. Sounds amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. That will do it for our rapid fires. Time for our thread of the week. Mary Jo. This week we're going to the Disneyland Community Board where Vixor. <laughs> hey, that, the Disneyland Community it's a friendly community community board. Vicksburg has a thread called some random Disney facts that are not true. (laughs) And and this thread is a lot of fun. I was laughing when I was reading some of these. So we have, um, 
I'm going to give you some of these facts. In order to move the phases of the moon to a more convenient time for photo-taking opportunities within the park, Disney has created an artificial moon over California Adventure, which normally has to phase eight days out of alignment, the real moon, <laughs> but can be also modified as necessary. As a show of Disney's commitment to alternative energy, King Arthur's carousel has recently been converted to be powered by four oxen. <laughs> as a cost savings measure, several of the floats used in the daily parades are built on top of riding lawnmowers. This allows them to be repurposed to mow lawns throughout the park when they debut a new parade. In order to make sure guests do not find out about this, they only mow lawns late at night. <laughs> so, um, uh, wait, wait, wait. When you described the thread, I thought it was going to be like things that, like urban legends that people think are true, but this is way more fun. Oh my gosh, there's, there's a ton of them. And, and other people have, um, um, added to the thread, and I just thought that, um, this would be fun. And do any of you have any, uh, rumors that are not true about Disneyland? <laughs> Oh, the, the classic that Walt Disney's frozen cryogenically underneath Pirates of the Caribbean. Are, do you remember the one about the uh, Matterhorn sinking because of the lagoon? Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why they have to keep it filled. That's why they have to keep it filled so that the Matterhorn does not sink into the ground. <laughs> um, anyone who has been visiting Disneyland for long enough knows that the old mine train through Nature's Wonderland was replaced in 1979 by the much more thrilling Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But few people know that the creation of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was prompted by an accidental discovery of a significant deposit of rare earth minerals underneath Nature's Wonderland in 1975. As the ride was being built, a small but productive mining operation was commenced several hundred feet below the attraction <laughs> and continues to this day. Yeah, nice. For most of the past year, the ride has been closed, ostensibly to facilitate a replacement of the tracks, but in addition to the work above ground, an exploratory shaft is being currently <laughs> dug towards the Matterhorn in hopes of finding Eber's larger deposit. Nice. And there's more. There's uh, Johnny Depp. I'm not going to read it, but I highly recommend that people go to the thread to read it and uh, weigh in with their own um, rumors that aren't true at the Disneyland Resort. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is also magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.